0: jesus he modeled for us how to live this life as we look at the scriptures and we looked at the way jesus was living he was actually modeling for us how to live this life in addition to that every opportunity that jesus had he also taught us how to live this life in so many practical ways he he modeled it and he taught it he modeled it and he taught it. he was always trying to teach his disciples and those who would who would be willing to listen how to go about these things I'm thinking about one particular occasion. As Jesus, he was actually having the uh, the Last Supper. He was having a last meal with his disciples before he's going to be arrested. He's he's he begins to to model something for them that they don't quite understand. And even in the moment, it was it was like, how could that be? And as we read it today, you think, I, I'm not sure I can do that. But but I wanted to pick this up here in John chapter thirteen verses four through five. It says this. This is Jesus. So he. He got up from the meal, right? They're having their last meal. This is this. He took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. You see, what's, what's happening here is, is, is Jesus is about to wash their feet. And for them, this, this could you imagine this? What, what do you mean you're going to wash my feet? Nobody else wants to, I don't know, how many fellows you think, yeah, I'll wash another brother's feet? Any? I don't know, maybe, 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 maybe not, but this is what's happening. Consider the humility that's involved here with this, the humility that it takes to let someone else wash your feet, and then the humility it takes to wash someone else's feet. Right? We're not washing any feet today, just in case you're wondering, uh, we're going to close this, or we are not. Thank you, I see some, you're like, hallelujah. No, we're not washing any feet today. We've done that before, and that's, that's been some fun, but that's a different lesson with the Lord's impressing on my heart to share with you today. In John chapter 13, verse eight, three verses later, it says this, "'No,' said Peter, "'you shall never wash my feet.' "'Jesus answered, "'Unless I wash you, "'you have no part in me.'" Now, there's some significance here and, and, and some different levels of understanding, almost like one, two, and three, and, and I, I wanna help just kinda bring it all together big picture, he's wanting us to understand just the humility. He's wanting us to break some, some, some pride, if you will, in our lives. See, because it takes a lot not only to have washed somebody's feet, but to understand what Jesus is really trying to communicate in, in, in the sins that we've each committed and, and how he didn't deserve what happened to him, but he does it for us. The humility that he endured for our sake. Are you following me this morning? Jesus models this. On another occasion, Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 20. Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man, who's he he's talking about himself, did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. You know what gets in our way? Pride pride gets in our way every single time. It's always been a real issue. It was then in biblical times and it's and it, and it is the same today. We we struggle within ourselves. We we struggle with pride at work, we struggle with it at school and we struggle with pride in our marriage and our relationships with everything around us. Everything around us. We're always struggling. Listen, how many of you have ever heard of uh, Nick Walenda? Nick Walenda. He's an outspoken Christian man and what he does is he does something really dangerous. He actually walks a tightrope across the Grand Canyon. Have you ever watched that online? You watch that. He he, he literally he, he gets on the tight walks across the Grand Canyon. He's an outspoken Christian, and he wrote this book called Balance. And in this book, he you know he talks about hey you know I I I'm a circus performer, and you know I I I don't struggle walking the tightrope, but I struggle with my own pride because I'm always trying to hype myself up to put myself in the spotlight. He says that for a Christian, that's hard for him. How do you balance healthy ambition and pride? How do we do that? Let me ask you this way because I I want it to become a little bit more clear. How do I stop sabotaging my own life? There's there's nothing that will throw off the good things that God has intended for you than your own pride. How do I stop sabotaging the the dreams and the plans and the things that God has for me? How do I stop sabotaging the the, the marriage, the blessing, the things that God has given me? How do I stop sabotaging my work and, and the things that God has? How do I stop doing that? See, we all have a problem with right here, with Pride. And I don't mean pride and, like, self-confidence. I think I'm think i talking more egotism. I'm, I, 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 I'm talking about this this negative, this negative. I want to read Proverbs 11, verse 2, but I want us to read it together. Will you read this with me? Let's read it together on the count of three. It says this, one, two, and three. Pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Right. Pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. This is the word of God. This, this, this is just plain God's infinite wisdom. I'm going to write it in there so they get it. I know they're going to struggle with it now, but they're going to struggle with it thousands of years later. It's going to be a real issue. And if they don't address the issue, it will sabotage their life. They got good plans. They got good dreams. I have good things for them. But if they don't deal with this issue, pride will always lead you to areas and directions that you don't want to go. It'll lead you down a street that you don't want to go. I have good plans for my life. Oh, yeah, but you got pride, too. And pride will take you down. And and, and you thought, oh, it's it's all great. And then you get there. Because here's the thing about pride. It feels really good in the moment. I I feel something about that. And then you get to where you have the the destination, and you don't feel any type of good about that. You wish you could take back everything that happened and everything that endured. Pride will sabotage that. St. Augustine one of the early church fathers, he said this 1,700 years ago. We have this recorded that he said this, pride is pregnant with every other sin. And essentially, pride is the mother of all sins because pride will sabotage your life. It, it, it gets us into so much trouble. We all have a problem with this. There is no one here that can say, well, you know, uh, I don't have a problem with pride. You know, you're, you're being prideful, Right. Some of us say, you know what, I don't really, pastor, you know what, I don't really need to hear this message, I'm just going to kind of tune you out, and, and, and that kind of thing. I, I don't really need it. Well, you know what, let's take a pride test. There was a church that develops this pride test, and I saw this, and I was like, we're going to use this, and so we we're actually going to take a test. How about that? Sunday morning, I'm preaching a message, and we're going to take a test. So right there in your message notes, you'll see a little box there, and there's, there's a test, and then we're going to have it here on the screen in your app, and here's what we're going to do. Every question that this rings true, you get one point, okay? It's either zero or one, zero or one, okay? And, 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 and I, this is a self-evaluation. Nobody else needs to see your notes. Nobody else needs to uh, check what's going on there next to you. This is just for you and the Lord, okay? I'm going to ask you a few questions, do you long for uh, attention? Be honest, just with yourself. If you do, put one. If you don't, put zero. Right? Is that that's all? Do you, do you like to have people around you that time of thing? Do you long for attention? Number two, do you become jealous of people who succeed? Do you kind of have that? What What about me? Um, and if you do, put one. If you don't, put zero. Number three, do you always have to win? Okay. I, I noticed I had a problem with this when I started playing Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Number four. Do you have a pattern of lying? Right, You always want to seem favorable in life. You, you, you want to make yourself look good. and You want, to think, want things to sound more dramatic than they actually are. Do you have a problem with lying? One, yes. Zero is no. Number five. Do you have a hard time acknowledging you're wrong? Is, is, that, is that difficult for you? Whenever it is, you're wrong and you can't lie. Can't, I, okay, one or zero. Number six. Do you have a lot of conflicts with other people? It seems like everywhere you go, there's always conflict. you can't even understand why. you got to kind of check out the common denominator there. But uh, Number seven, do you cut in line? Whether that's the grocery store or Highway 99 or 80 or 5 or whatever it is, do you cut in line? I'm going to go all the way around this and get in and make the line, and I'm like back there trying to, man. Number eight. Do you get upset when people don't honor your achievements? Number nine, do you tend toward an attitude of entitlement? You know, I worked hard. I made that sacrifice. I deserve this. I did that. And number 10, do you honestly feel you are superior to others? Okay, either a one is yes and a zero is no. I want you to think about these things and be honest here. Now let's go ahead and score them. Again, one point for every question. This is how we're going to score this. If you scored anywhere between one and ten, then you're proud. Okay? If you scored zero, then you're very proud. We all have a problem with this. Every single one of us. How how do I begin to cure? What does God's word say? How can I find healing? What does God's wisdom say? He doesn't just give his wisdom to help me recognize pride, but how how do I go about healing in my life? Because it's an issue. Well, there's three questions that help us um, begin the process of healing. And the first point is this, and the first question is this, what is pride? See, here's what we have to understand is that you need to be able to identify pride. Pride loves to mask itself in just the idea of you winning or accomplishing something or feeling good about something. It'll mask itself, but you got to be able to do a, identify it. So you ask yourself, what is pride? You know, you might think, well, it's just a feeling or it's a behavior I have. But this is what the Bible says. The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 12. It says this, whoever derides their neighbor has no sense, but the one who has understanding holds their tongue. Now, if you can, if you're actually writing, I want you to go ahead and and underline or circle the word derides. If If you're following on the app, I want you in the notes there to rewrite the word derides. Because here's what I want you to understand. Deride literally means to laugh at or to ridicule or express a lack of respect or approval of somebody else. So now with that understanding, let's read the verse again. Whoever derides their neighbor has no sense. If I'm ever willing to laugh at them or ridicule them or express some lack of respect or approval has no sense, but the one whose understanding holds their tongue. see what pride is, is this, and here's your blank. Pride is needing to feel better than others. That's what it is. Pride is this needing to feel better than others. C.S. Lewis, known Christian author, done some tremendous work for, the, for, for our Christian faith. He writes this. I love this author. He's, 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 God has really blessed him. He says this, Pride gets no pleasure in having something. Pride only derives happiness from having more than the other person. Proud people are not really proud of being successful or intelligent or good-looking. They are proud of having more success, more intelligence, and more good looks than those around them. See, because pride just wants to build a resume. Proud wants to put you on notice on what they have, what they got. You know, I had the opportunity to be a youth pastor. I got to work with students for eight years, and I was constantly um, ministering to them and coaching them, helping them develop who they are in Christ and teaching them about life, how to walk out this life, how to, how to go, you're going to be a, a young adult one day, and you're going to go off into society and culture and school. And, and I always geared them towards education and getting educated and those kinds of things. Now, we, ha- we have a school counselor with us here this morning. Um, and uh, as, as you kind of think about some of those things, you know what school counselors teach all of our young people? Well, they, they, they're always preparing them for college. They're always preparing them for the next steps. They're, they're trying to get them off into the right pack. So a lot of times what they'll say is, hey, you know, why don't you uh, join this club or be a part of this program? It, it'll, it'll look really good so that when you're applying for college, it'll, it'll make you look really good. Now, that's absolutely wonderful for our students. What happens if, as an adult, you're doing the same thing? You're doing everything you can to make it make you look better. So you, you pick a certain house just so that it makes you look better. You, you pick a certain car so that it makes you look better. You, you pick a certain dog so it makes you look better. You, 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 you pick a certain whatever it is so that it gives you the appearance to look better. I want you to understand this. Pride is this needing to feel better than others. But the second thing that pride is, again here, according to Scripture, pride is not being able to hear anyone else. Sometimes that is exactly our problem is that we can't hear anybody. We can't hear anyone else's voice. We don't want to. What could they possibly offer me? God can't even speak to, how can they speak anything into my life? Why do you think you could speak into my situation? I want us to read Proverbs 13 verse 10. And let's read this together out loud, okay? On the count of three, I I want us to read this. It says this, where there is, oh, excuse me, I didn't count to three. One, two, and three. Here we go. Where there is strife, there is pride, but with wisdom found in those who take advice. You know, proud people can't take advice. They can't. They this, uh, I don't know if there's a charger on this thing, just died. I'm going to use my. Phone. Time for a, it was just at hundred percent. I don't know what happened to that. But pride people cannot take advice at all, and there's a struggle. But I want you to imagine this: say you're at home, and um, one of your friends is there, and you're getting ready to hang a picture frame. Anybody ever have to hang a picture frame, right? And you're, and you're there, and, and uh, you, you know, you, you got the picture, and you got the nails, and the hammer, and you're going about it, and your friend is standing here to the side, and your friend is saying, hey, uh, you know, hey, that's, that's really good, but, you know, I, I, what if you tried doing it like this? You know, if you just kind of do it like this. Now, a proud person says, hey, uh, you know, uh, yeah, you know, that's okay, you know, let me, let me try what you're saying, right? A person that's not proud is, hey, I, I'll try what you're saying, but a proud person says, what are you doing in my house trying to tell me how to hang a picture frame? Are you understanding? A proud person can't hear anyone else out. They, there's no way. I'm sorry, I want to make sure I get back here to my notes. And we always think of pride as this overly confident, but we could also see it in this way because a proud person sometimes is, well, maybe insecure, and they're thinking to themselves, you know what? I'm nothing. I am, uh, I am no good. I'll never do it. I'll never change. It's, 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 it's that same type of thing. So we're walking around almost trying to, like we're walking, we're trying to prove ourselves in every situation because we're trying to prove ourselves. What we're doing is we're acting prideful in a way. Are you following me this morning? I want you to consider this swing. Have you guys ever seen a pendulum? pendulum swing? Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that might help me too. You ever see a pendulum swing? You know how that, that works, right? It kind of goes... Sh- sh- kind of just goes side to side. Yeah, right. And th- I want you to understand how pride works in this sense. It goes from egotism, like this. And, and you would think this is humility, but it's not. This is, why can't I get it together? Egotism, why can't I get it together? Egotism... Why can't I get it together? And, and this is how pride works. You, you, you swing from one side, you swing from, why can't I get it together? Oh, my, so egotistical. And, and, and it would go like this. You would think that the opposite side uh, is, is humility, but in, but in this case, it's not. I want you to, We're going to break down and understand how pride is here. The third thing that pride is, is this. It is making myself God of my worlds. Making myself God of my world. Putting yourself at the center of everything instead of God. Essentially taking God's place. Pride is making myself God in my world. In Proverbs 28, verse 26, it says this, those who trust in themselves, can someone say "trust trust in themselves? Are fools, but those who walk in the wisdom are kept safe. See, when you begin to trust in yourself, who are you not trusting in? You're not trusting in Him anymore. You're not trusting Him for that miracle. You're not trusting Him for that situation. You're not trusting Him for your finances. You're not trusting Him. You're now trusting in, 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 in yourself. And when you choose to trust only in yourself, absolutely, that is pride. But you're also missing the beauty of having a relationship with the Lord because He wants to be that close. Well, Well, well me and God are tight when everything is good. Or on the opposite side, you know, well, me and God are tight when everything is going bad. That's when I get close to him. If I'm going to find healing for this area of pride that seems to continue to sabotage my life, then then I need to be able to define pride in my life. I need to be able to define it according to scripture, and I need to be able to see its effects in my life. So I ask myself, what is pride? The second question that I ask myself is, why is pride bad? Why is pride bad? See, you might have a a better idea of what pride is now, but but why is it bad? Why is it bad? Well, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18 tells us, it, 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 it tells us this, it says, Pride goes before what? Destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So pride goes before destruction. So my pride, my egotism, egotistical behavior, and my... You know, I, 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 I'm no good type of thinking. Or, uh, why am I this way? Why am I dealing with this? this they're, they're both pride. That is going to lead me towards destruction in my life. Unless I want destruction, pride is really bad. You ever seen this, a cocky person? You ever come across, not, not a confident person, but a cocky person? And then, bam, something happens. If you're honest, we can all think about a time that this has happened in our life. Maybe you're overly confident about something and then you ran into a pole and you weren't looking. Anybody ever run into a pole? (laughs) Or maybe, you know, you totally put your foot in your mouth in a situation. Why does pride lead to such destruction? Well, there's a couple of verses I want to share with you. The first one is Proverbs 21.4. It says this, Haughty eyes and a proud heart the lamp of the wicked are sin. See, a proud person doesn't learn from their mistakes. Not at all. Not, not at all. Most of the time they can't even see their own mistakes. They, they they can't even view. They 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 don't have see in 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 uh go go back to the verse, I'm sorry. It says this: the lamp of the wicked are are sin. See what it meant here by the lamp is see a lamp would shine a light, it would, it, it would, it would reveal here. But see, the lamp of the wicked, they, they simply cannot see what direction. They can't see what's going on here in their life. They can't see the pride that's in their life. Why does pride lead to destruction? Proverbs fifteen twenty-five says this, The Lord tears down the house of the proud, but he protects the property of widows. God is always for his people, but he is always against pride. He's always against the proud. There's this interesting fact. I just want to share this with you. Came across this. In Ireland, there is a port where the Titanic last had it stop. And there's a little plaque there that says this. It was said and recorded when the Titanic left the dock, even God could not sink this ship. It's probably not a good thing for them to say. But that's, there's a little plaque there in, in Ireland right there across from, uh, on the dock. When you're proud, you're always on a collision course with God. When you're proud, you're always on a collision course with God. That that, that pride will always sabotage. God always stands against pride. Disaster meets proud every time. This is the way God made it. And you might feel like you're winning in the moment. You're confident, sure of yourself. I want you to look at this. You know, there's a lot of people that say, Well, we should only study the New Testament of Scripture. You know, the Old Testament is the Old Testament. But as you study the New Testament of Scripture, what did they do? They constantly quoted the Old Testament. Okay. We're going to look at a passage here in James chapter 4, verse 6. It says this, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. I'm going to say it again. God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. This is James. This is the Apostle James. We'll call him Pastor James. Pastor James used this verse. In 1 Peter, Peter, Apostle Peter, he also used the same verse in 1 in uh, Peter 5. five. Where does it come from? It comes from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 34. The New Testament authors were quoting the Old Testament. It, was, it says in the Old Testament. It says it in the New Testament. They're wanting us to understand God opposes the proud but shows faith favor to the humble every single time every single time pride was a big issue in the early church and it still is today see the foundation of personal peace is realizing two facts number one there is a god and number two it's not me it's not me how do i cure pride first i ask myself what pride is what is pride? Secondly, I ask myself, why is pride bad? And lastly, I need to ask myself the question, what's the cure for pride? What's the cure for pride? If pride gives birth to death, humility gives birth to life. Here's what I want to say, brothers and sisters. Humility always wins. When you choose the humble route, you win. You're going to save yourself from so, from so much let me ask you this. Can you admit when you're wrong? Can you admit, you, when, when, when you're wrong, can you step up to the plate and say, I, I blew it? In Proverbs chapter 15, verse 33, it says this. The fear of the Lord teaches wisdom. Humility precedes honor. See, the solution, the solution to your pride is attained only when you choose not to go after supreme majesty for yourself, but when you choose to go after supreme glory for God. Are you following me? Now what's happening? Now you're beginning to take steps towards curing pride in your life. You're living in the way that God intended you to. Jesus says this in Luke in Luke 4:11. He says this, "For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted." See, this is not based on your performance. It's based on the way you present yourself, on the way that your heart's attitude is viewed and only God can see. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Listen, my pride has only reminded me of how much I need God and how much my life is better when I walk in humility. You want your pride to disappear. You want to begin to, to, to get on a, a, a better path and, and, and to not see things go sabotage, to go the wrong way and stop having those arguments and stop having that drama and stop, stop seeing these things and you can't, un, you can't get past them. The key is Jesus because he paid the price, the penalty for all of our sin, which includes our weaknesses and our insecurity. So if you want to grow in humility, don't focus on humility Focus on Jesus. See, the idea is that you and I would become more Christ-like. Don't focus on humility. Focus on Jesus. There's this last passage here that I, I, I want to read. And then uh, right after that, Lily and the worship team, will ask you guys to come. It says this in Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 through 11. It says, Who, being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage, the Father. You see, Jesus is our model. Jesus is our model, and he teaches us how to live life here on earth. So who do we follow after? How do I begin to cure the pride in my life? I have to be able to recognize it for what it is. I have to uh, begin to see how it's played a role in affecting my life. I have to make a conscious decision that I'm going to choose humility rather than Pride in that situation again, because pride has got me in trouble every, every time, every single time. And I wanna close with this, and maybe this is something that we'll spend eternity thinking about, but it's, but it's this idea, and here's my challenge for you. For the next five days, I want you to pray this. Jesus, there is power in your name, and I wanna give you glory through my life. See, this, this prayer, and I, and I took time thinking through this and thinking through this challenge, and okay, God, do I, do I just denounce my pride? Well, listen, there's all kinds of areas that we need to confess and repent before the Lord, but if, if you're intentional with praying these things and understanding that there is power in Jesus' name, and I'm not saying this is the only thing you pray, 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 talk to the Lord with the rest of your time, but Jesus, there is power in your name. I want to give you glory through my life. What would your life look like? If every day was intentional, God, I want to give you glory through my life. Pride has so much more uh, trouble sneaking up in you, uh, uh, revealing its face in your life if your life is focused on giving God glory. As you you go about work, as you go about spending time with your family, as you go about uh, doing the things that you've got to do, what if your life said, I want to give you glory through my life? Not saying you don't love the Lord, you already love I, I get that. But what if every day you woke up with Jesus? I understand there's power in your name, and I want my life to mean something so that you get glory. Not so that I do, but so that you do. How we're modeling Jesus. Now we're following in in his in his words and his steps. So I want to close this way. Just have a moment of worship. Lily sing this last song but I want you to talk to the Lord. Pray this prayer, but also talk to the Lord. Maybe there's an area of pride and you know how it's hurt that specific area and it just hasn't gotten better. That's an area for you to talk with him. Will you join us? Join us in worship.